I want to talk to you a little bit about um, good ranchers. You know that our ranchers are in trouble, um, and we need to start looking uh, for ways to support our farmers. Um, we're, do you know that about a third of our meat comes from overseas? I mean, I was shocked to find out we are, not, no, we are no longer the world's breadbasket. We're no longer the one that feeds the world. Why? We have the capability. Most of it is red tape. And now it's this green nonsense of getting away from fertilizer and trying to get Americans to stop eating beef. Good Ranchers is there. They are somebody that will deliver it directly to your house at a great, great price. Right now, you'll get $30 off your order, plus free express shipping. You can make gatherings at the table. Common again with Good Ranchers. Take advantage of this offer before it's gone. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Start bringing people to the table and eating seriously delicious food from Good Ranchers. 100% American experience and beef. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So Joe Biden is back from Saudi Arabia, where, oh my gosh, they just loved him. He wasn't successful at all, uh, didn't get a drop of oil Uh, from the Saudis. But as I explained last week, why would the Saudis do this? We are leading the charge to put oil out of business. If Saudi Arabia doesn't have oil, can you even imagine the revolutions that will happen in the Middle East? By the way, this is why farmers are out in droves in Spain, in Italy, in Germany, in the Netherlands. They're all protesting the fact that their governments are saying you can't use fertilizer, nitrogen-based fertilizer. 30% of the world's crops are solely because of nitrogen-based fertilizer. Well, how are we going to grow enough food? And how dare the people who love to make red tape tell farmers how they're supposed to grow food? with growing food shortages right around the corner. The world has gone mad, but we have some additional madness that happened in Indiana at a shopping mall over the weekend, and a good guy shows up. We'll start there in 60 seconds. In almost all cases, the secret to success in buying or selling a home is having the right real estate agent. It's just not as simple as having somebody who knows how to find a good home uh, that's in your budget. You have to find somebody who knows how to negotiate 
Um, by the way, you can probably negotiate a very good price on a house right now. Um, these are important steps. The negotiation, the paperwork, listening to you, knowing the community. These are the agents that we represent at realestateagentsitrust.com. The agents that take their jobs seriously, know the best practices, and elevate your real estate experience to the next level. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, but don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. A free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. So, uh, by the way, Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, filling in for Stu this week. Four people were killed and two were wounded in a mass shooting in a shopping mall just south of Indianapolis that Sunday, yesterday. It ended with only four. The guy had several hundred uh, bullets and was ready to fire them. He went into a food court in the Green Park, uh, the uh, Greenwood Park Mall in Greenwood, Indiana. It's about six o'clock. Uh, police get a call. There's an active shooter. Um, people started to tweet uh, and send messages and call for help. Uh, sounds of gunshot. It was happening right at the food court. A guy walks in uh, and um, he takes out a rifle and several magazines of ammunition and begins firing at the people. Um, there were two wounded, 12-year-old girl with a minor injury. Police said that she and other wounded individuals are transported to the hospital in a stable condition. Um, he fired 30 shots. He killed three. Um, and before he could do anything else, there was a guy in the mall, not a cop, not anything, just a guy with a gun. And uh, he shot him and killed him. Four dead, including the shooter. And they say that people with guns don't help. See, this is, this is something that we have been convinced by a really bad president, a progressive, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is the, is the reason our cops and fire department are called first responders. It, it was never like that. You were the first responder. You, in fact, in some places where, um, in our founding era, in our founding era, if you walked into a town and you didn't have a gun, you were issued a gun. And you were issued a gun because it was everyone's responsibility to keep the peace. If you were a homeowner and you had a gun, somebody broke into your house, did something, leaves, goes to the next house. If you hadn't tried to stop that person and use your gun and hunted that guy down, you would be held responsible for the next house that he robbed. Because we knew the people who are actually experiencing it are the, the closest to the problem. And if they act, they can actually stop others. But now, after Jimmy Carter, we are told, wait for the first responders. That's ridiculous. 
That is the, that's the reason, this, this is the underlying reason, I think, that is, uh, has infected America and is killing us. You're not smart enough to be involved with your child's education. Leave it to the experts, okay? They're the first responders. They're the first teachers, not you. No, excuse me. I am my child's teacher. The teachers at school assist me while I'm at work. That's the way it, it always was and needs to be again. But that requires all of us to take responsibility. You know, I had a death threat. My first real death threat came from uh, a Palestinian supporter. Um, and I was talking about Israel. And, and I was talking about, you know, some of the things that were happening um, with Palestinians um, and Jews. And this guy calls up and he talks to my producer. And um, he says... Glenn Beck is lying about Palestinians. We're good people. And, um, he, he, he says, uh, that we're, you know, we're all bad. None of which I said. Um, and, uh, he keeps saying that, you know, we behead people and he's got to stop saying it. And if he doesn't stop saying it, I'll behead him myself. The producer was uh, sharp enough. It was Stu put him on hold, called the FBI or the police. Police called the FBI, but I had to protect my family and uh, that night they said go home and uh close all the drapes and uh you have a gun and i said no i don't own a gun and i didn't own a gun because i didn't think i was responsible enough to own a gun i hadn't done any training or anything else and i thought i'll just get myself shot you know i'll probably end up shooting myself doing something stupid because i didn't know anything at all about guns and uh, the FBI said, uh, if you can't get out tonight, and it was very late, uh, need to do the show from another state and never tell anybody, and you could be on the road for at least a month before this blows over. <clears throat> so my wife and I talked a lot. We were like, okay, this is what our life is going to be like, huh? And neither of us wanted to get a gun. And so we got a dog. Instead, that was the next best option. But then I trained myself, and I went through training, and I fire my gun an awful lot. The thing that is making it uh, hard for me to help others and will put me in a situation to where I don't feel comfortable with my gun is the cost of the ammunition, which this administration is intentionally driving up. That only hurts law-abiding citizens, not because you go broke from ammunition. It's because you can't fire ammunition like we used to fire ammunition. I didn't even think about bullets. Now, every time I fire at a range, every time I fire that gun, I think about what it's costing in ammunition and how hard it is to get replacement. So I don't want to shoot it all the time. That's extraordinarily dangerous, especially in a world that doesn't manage itself. Remember, we are a society that uh, 
our system of government is, the founders said, wholly inadequate for a, a group of people that are not religious and moral. I don't think you have to be religious, but I do think you have to believe in some sort of higher power, something that regulates you. You know, that's, this was the argument between Thomas Paine and Ben Franklin. Um, Thomas Paine didn't believe in the Trinity. He didn't believe in church. He believed in God. He just didn't believe in religion, and he didn't believe in, you know, three in one. And so he came out, and when he wrote um, his book that many atheists claim that he is an atheist because of this book, that's what the founders said, too. And Ben Franklin was like his dad. And he wrote to Ben Franklin and said, you know, I'm getting all kinds of heat for this. And Ben Franklin chewed him out and said, of course you are. How dare you? How dare you dismiss religion? It may not be good for you, but the only reason we have America today is because of good religious people that interpreted the Bible the way it's supposed to be interpreted. They are that you're benefiting from all of those people who self-regulate. So it's easy for you now to say, oh, well, we don't need religion. What happens when religion is gone and God is dead? We're beginning to see what's, what happens. People don't self-regulate. They do whatever they want. They're being told there's really no reason for your existence. You don't count. You'll never get past you know, your obstacles because they're all because of things that happened long ago. And it's these people who have caused these problems, even though they didn't do it themselves. It's their relatives that did it long ago. Of course, we're going to have shootings. And so who's going to stop them? The police? As we found out in Uvalde, 400 officers were there. Lack of leadership. Now, I... I know that some um, went in and were rescuing kids by breaking the windows and just pulling them out of the classes. But none of them actually went to the door and just took matters into their own hands. They were all waiting for someone else. America, stop waiting. Stop waiting for someone else. By the way, Another story, 26-year-old man allegedly held a knife to a gas station clerk's neck in St. Charles, Missouri. This happened on Saturday. So this guy comes in, and he takes out a knife, and he announces a robbery. Then he puts the knife to the clerk's throat and demands money from the cash register. At one point during the incident, a customer who had just left the store was walking by and he looks in as he gets into his car. He looks in and he sees this guy with a knife up against uh, this clerk's throat. And he was dragging the clerk and she was screaming. So he goes into his glove box and he grabs his gun. 
And uh, he confronted the guy who had the knife. And the suspect then, uh, he was holding a backpack in his outstretched arms, and he said, I've got something for you. Don't know what that meant, but he didn't know that the guy had a gun. He shot him in the throat and killed him. End of story. Why don't we celebrate these people? Why aren't these the people that we're hearing about instead of just the bad guys and then they leave out the part of how it was solved? Because those people who have power don't want you to recognize the power that you already have. They need you to be beholden to them. They need you to need them. Don't. You are the master of your own destiny. Back in just a second. Joy wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor is absolutely great. I'm able to sleep all through the night pain-free. Relief Factor is everything you said it was. I have, a, I have severe neuropathy. I've had it for years, and my hip was broken. Uh, but I feel like a new woman now, and I'm enjoying the freedom that I have experienced because I don't have pain. Thank you, and thanks to my son for getting this fantastic relief for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joy, it makes me thrilled to hear that you're um, living without pain now. It is, it is something that just beats you down to where you think, I'm, this is the way I'm going to live the rest of my life, and it's miserable, and you start to lose hope. Don't lose hope. 70% of the people who just try Relief Factor for their three-week quick start go on to order more month after month. I read these every single day. It's not hard to find people who have tried Relief Factor and have amazing stories. Please, just try this. $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. ReliefFactor.com, 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com, 10 seconds, station ID. So did you see the Minnesota uh, protest that, that broke out? A black guy was uh, shot by police, and immediately they say the police were the bad guys. And uh, uh, and so there's, you know, the same kind of thing that was starting with George Floyd. However, this was different. He was, um, he was uh, caught on video outside of an apartment complex um, where uh, he took some hostages um and uh and killed a 20 year old and sunberg is this neighbor and she comes uh to the rally cuz they're they're all saying he's a great guy and the police are really bad and uh she comes uh to the rally and she said excuse me i'm a black woman <coughs> and i have black children and as a woman of color, I would have lost my life if this guy wasn't killed. My children could have died. She said, would you say he's a bad guy then? 
because I was in my home, minding my own business, and he starts shooting, and he shoots through my wall. It just narrowly misses my children and me. And I'm really sick and tired. I'm watching television, and I'm seeing you all say he was a good guy. I was there. I wasn't even a target. And yet, me and my kids could have been killed. Enough with this nonsense. Didn't see that in the news, did you? Nope. Not a peep. And what a brave thing to do to go against the flow like that, because nobody does. Nobody says anything. Nobody speaks well, she up could like get this. away with it because she could get away with it though because she's black. Yeah. And so, what are you going to say? You know. By the way, I saw that um, uh, there's a new report out on the number of Hispanics that are changing over to become GOP or you know declaring their conservative values, mm-hmm. and um, and they're starting. The left is starting now to say. You know, basically that their Uncle Tom's, they're selling out their own people. And I thought, well, Uncle Tom doesn't work for Hispanics. <laughs> right. What are they going to call? I mean, the only one that I know that 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 sold his own people out was Cesar Chavez. So is that what they're going to start calling people who are conservative? <laughs> they're going to start calling him like a Cesar Chavez because he's against his own people and. Since they worship at the altar of Caesar Chavez, I doubt it. I, I don't. Yeah, I know. Think they'd bring that up. Uh, I know. Have you seen Bill? Have you seen Bill Burr's special yet? I have not. You probably probably won't. It is. It would be. Uh, my gosh. It 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 would be probably a ten minute special uh, out of an hour and a half if you would take out all the swearing. Um, <laughs> Uh, he he uses it like a surgeon, man. He is just, it's a scalpel. Um, he is so funny, so funny. Um, but, you know, he he, uh, he was talking about this stuff uh, in the special. And if you haven't seen it and you can handle the, the language, uh, you should watch the Bill Burr special. Uh, it's on Netflix? I think the guy, uh, it's on Netflix. I yeah. think he's... Well, he doesn't agree with me, I'm sure. Um, I don't think he's a conservative, but he's not a progressive. Um, He's just, whoa, he's just an American. And maybe it's time we all just start talking common sense again and forget the parties. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, when it comes to paying down debt, You have to pay it down later, and credit cards are an awfully slippery slope. Most of them have a variable rate, which you're going to feel even more when the Fed increases rates throughout the year. They're saying at the end of this month, I think Thursday, they meet again. See, either Thursday this week or next week, but they're meeting again, and uh, they're talking about raising the interest rates by a point. So... Your interest rates, whatever you're paying, you're probably paying 20% on your credit cards right now. They're going to, the banks are going to raise that and they can raise that as things in the economy get worse and worse. And you're never going to be able to get out from underneath that balance. Please, you have to start paying more. And the way to do that is to use a consolidation loan from American Financing. Just call them and see if they can help you. 
so you're not in this vice just squeezing the lifeblood out of you. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're, we're glad you're here. Pat, I'm up in uh, Idaho, and it was in the high 90s yesterday. What was it in Texas, and what are you expecting this week? So 173 yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and I think we're going to be in the low 200s. But it's, it's actually, uh, yeah. it was, uh, I think, 107 yesterday. It is predicted to be 109 today, 109 tomorrow. I think we cool off all the way to 102 the next day. But it's over a hundred oh every day for every day for at least a week. Still, oh yeah. Now this has brutal. been an exceptionally hot summer. Yeah, exceptionally mm-hmm. hot summer in Texas. But Texas, at least for a week every year, has that kind of uh, temperature, and yeah. it it feels all of one hundred and nine. Uh, it's uh, you know you put a touch of humidity in there, and oh, <laughs> it's delightful. It's delightful. That's a great word. Uh, for it. So. I think this is this is something that everybody in America needs to hear. A statement just came out on the dashboard of all Teslas that are owned in Texas. Tesla is asking all Texas-based customers to avoid charging their electric vehicles during certain times of the day as the Lone Star State is currently experiencing a massive heat wave that is straining the electrical power grid. Um, hmm. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so they they recommend that you don't charge your car in the daytime because, but I thought Teslas just were clean energy and it, I mean, right. Who, where's the energy? I thought it came from mm. the magic wall socket. Yeah, and that's... uh. Powered by fairy dust, I think. Isn't it? Isn't fairy is dust it, what goes through it? the wall? Yeah. 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 Well, I think too many people in Texas are trying to power the state with fairy dust. They're using wind power, <laughs> but because of the heat and everything else, the no wind. wind turbines are not producing. Yeah, they're not producing the wind. Yeah. And let me tell you something. As somebody who lives off the grid, uh, I have solar. I have some uh, natural gas. Uh, you know, little diesel um, that I try to use, you know, only when in an emergency after 10 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it right. I pretty much rely on the sun, but we also have wind power because there are times, you know, in the winter where it's cloudy for weeks, wind power is useless. Mm -hmm. Absolutely Mm-hmm. useless i i don't know why anyone thinks that that is an answer the sun is dependable except when the clouds uh, come in but at least it's much more dependable wind is ridiculously stupid yeah and we've got all those uh west texas turbines that go for miles and miles and miles and you know miles. texas texas is i think the leader in wind energy but a lot of times, those turbines 
don't spin, as you just mentioned. There's no wind. And they're in West Texas, and the population centers are in East Texas. You got Dallas, you got Houston, and you got to power all of these cities clear from West. It's difficult to get all that power here. By the time it gets here, you, you got very little. And so it's just completely inefficient. It's just it. It's not so, going to replace the electricity we now have. I just want to remind people that um, rolling blackouts, that is something in the past. That is also something that you see in emerging countries or third mm-hmm. world countries, not in America. And certainly not in Texas. We're not California. We have all of the resources that we need to be able to have the power that we need. It is the only one that is not on a centralized grid. Texas is on its own electrical grid. We don't sell energy to anybody else. We don't ask for energy from anybody else. We're on our own grid. And it's never been a problem. In fact, it's been something that we've heralded for a long time that's why our energy is so dependable uh but now we're going back and the reason why mm-hmm. we're going back is they put so much money in wind power and they're turning other plants down and that wind power is not dependable why as americans are we allowing this why doesn't make any sense it really doesn't make any. And we also have the largest nuclear power plant in the country here, uh, the South Texas power plant, which is, you know, nu- nuclear energy. If we could build more nuclear plants, you could power this country forever. I, I know. I would be all in on the green thing. I'd be all in if we built nuclear power plants and mm-hmm. we took cars and made them hydrogen powered. Because you can make the hydrogen in all of the off hours of a nuclear power plant. You, everybody goes to bed. The power plant keeps making energy, but they use that energy to make hydrogen. It, it is so unbelievably simple. Hydrogen mm-hmm. and nuclear power, both of them 100% clean for the environment. And if you were going to talk common sense, I'd do it. But yeah, this is ridiculous. Well, it just goes to show that they're that's not really their goal. Sustainable energy is not really the goal for them. No, their goal no, 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 is no. to bring America down to everybody else's level and w- w- make us a third world Correct. nation. Then we've got equality. Or and equity. it is it's so anti-human, Pat. It is so anti-human. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, these same people who think there are too many people that live on the planet that will, you know, we're all going to run out of food and whatever. We're going to run out of food and energy and medicine because of them. Yeah. Not, not because the earth doesn't have it, not because of anything other than the red tape from these people that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You don't do this if you actually care about people. This is why I find this interesting. This is from Mediate, and I want to read this story to you because it is so skewed uh, that it is just crazy that it's being called a news story. More Trump voters living in Republican-controlled states say secession would make things better in their states than those who said it would not, according to a new poll. Respondents to a Yahoo News YouGov poll, which is not really a poll, 
uh, were asked, do you think your state would be better or worse off if it left the United States to become an independent country? Among all respondents, more than twice as many say they'd be worse off as those who said they would be better off. 43% worse off, 18% better off. While 15% said things would be about the same, another 24% said, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So they broke this poll down at Mediate, and they found that people who voted for Donald Trump, <laughs> which was, mm-hmm. you know, 80 million people, uh, Donald Trump voters say they are more likely, uh, they're more likely to say that they'd be personally better off rather than worse off if their state seceded from the U.S. and became an independent country. It's a striking rejection of national unity that dramatizes the growing culture war between Democrat and Republican-controlled states on core issues such as guns, abortions, and democracy itself. And an even larger share of red state Trump voters say their state as a whole would be better off, 35%, rather than worse off, 30%, if it left the U.S. The survey was conducted between July 8th and 11th, comes a series of hardline conservative decisions by the Supreme Court, coupled with continued gridlock on Capitol Hill. This is what has shifted America's center of political gravity back to the state's where the parties in power are increasingly filling the federal void with far-reaching reforms of their own. Given the attention surrounded, surrounding the blockbuster January 6th hearings into the Trump-fueled attack on the Capitol, I guess the numbers could have been worse. Okay, let me ask mm. you an honest question, and I'm not talking about civil war. I'm talking about something that would never happen um, this this poll did not say civil war. What it said was, would your state be better off or worse off? And I could make a case for both. You wouldn't have national defense. You'd have to you'd have to defend yourself. Um, that this is accepting the idea that we all still got along and your state wasn't boycotted because uh, you broke away, which is exactly what the progressives would do. Um, This is just this utopian view of, hey, the president gets up tomorrow and says, no harm, no foul. Um, We'll still trade with each other and we'll live next door to each other. But if you want to leave the union, you can leave the union. Again, never happened. But if it was was okay to leave the union, it wasn't going to cause civil war and backlash of everything else, would your state be better off? I can tell you California, New York, New Jersey, um, Illinois, any of the states that are uh, depending on my tax dollars in, in Texas or those who have tax dollars in Wyoming and whatever, all of, all of those people, they'd be better off. But the states that are, that are getting our tax dollars, they'd be much worse off. Because their policies don't work. And the only way they can afford it is to bleed all of the other people in the other 49 states dry. And to me, you know, I think, I think Texas would, I think most Texans would absolutely secede under those circumstances. But that's not a rejection yeah. of the United States or our Constitution. It's a rejection of, 
of Biden and Democrats in general who've become Marxists and their Marxist policies and what they've done to the United States of America in the last few years and what they've done to us in the last, you know, between Obama and Biden and Clinton, they've hurt us fundamentally for a long time. If, if the alternative was, hey, can we go back to the Constitution and live the Constitution in the United States of America? I, I think most everybody would want to be a part of that. Oh, I think so. Because we wouldn't secede from the Constitution. Right. You know, they have. Yes. They have. Yep. Um, and so they've already seceded from that horrible, dusty document that's nothing but a race, racist manifesto. That's their opinion of it. Mm -hmm. Our opinion of it is that it is the best constitution and the best mission statement with the Declaration of Independence ever, ever created. Most constitutions last 17 years. 17 years is the average length of the duration in the world today of a constitution. We've had one since 1791. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. We've strayed from it, and that's the problem. Yeah. I, I think yep. that most states, I have no problem if California wants to live like California and New York wants to live like New York, just don't force me to do it. And, you know, when Trump was in office, that's what California was saying. I don't have a problem with that. Just don't, I, maybe we should secede. Don't make this into a, into a right-wing conspiracy thing. Californians, liberals, were saying it under Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. The reason why? The federal government was never intended to make all of our decisions for us. It should be left to the states. LifeLock is our sponsor this half hour. Right now, inflation is hitting everybody, and that includes the cyber criminals. Oh, these poor people. I mean, they have to pay through the gas station and the grocery store, you know, and they need your dollars to do it. I mean, why are you so mean and trying to stop them? Why? All they want is just your name, your reputation, and a few of your dollars and you're going to sick life lock on them? Oh, my gosh. Is there no human? May I quote the guy who did the Hindenburg broadcast? Oh, the humanity. <sighs> well, if you're a hater of people, people who just think differently about your money, what you call your money, they just say it's collective money and they should have some of it. If you want to sick, you know, some big dogs on them to make sure that uh, they're caught if they if they uh, take your money and uh, that you're protected so you can keep all of your money, go ahead, hire a life lock. I mean, they can't stop everything, thank goodness. So a few people are allowed to eat and feed their family. Uh, but um, they're the best in the business at stopping cybercrime. And they're also... Uh, the best in the business at fixing it. They have a they have a whole team that is put together to restore your identity and fix any of the problems. Join now, save up to twenty five percent off your first year with promo code Beck. Call one eight hundred LifeLock. That's eight hundred LifeLock, or head to LifeLock dot com. Use the promo code Beck. Save twenty five percent. LifeLock dot com. Promo code Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. 
So I think the big news that everybody is talking about is uh, Jennifer Lopez married Ben Affleck. Um, and I don't know, I don't know who uh, got the worst deal uh, on that. I mean, which which one? <laughs> it looks like a deal where no one wins, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, turns out love is patient, you know. Uh, Jennifer Lopez just wrote, "We did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. Love is patient." Twenty years we waited. Uh, and they finally made it to the chapel in Las Vegas over the weekend. Mm, wow. And, uh, wow. God hitched. And it is, mm. I mean, it's just the, it's an old fashioned love oh, yeah. story, you uh, know? Obviously a forever uh, love going on here. They'll, oh, they'll I, be together forever. No, no, no. I, forever. Yeah. Ben Affleck and, oh. J- and Jennifer Lopez. And Jennifer Lopez. That's totally catches, forever. Real catches both. Yeah, both both sides. Uh, what a marriage made in heaven, and we wish them all the best. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I hope I hope neither of them said we need a prenup because don't don't plan the ending at the beginning. You know, this is the Glenn Beck.